Hello and welcome to uh, the initial episode of the Radio Notes podcast with John Murch. Of course, I should point out I'm not John Murch. I'm actually Steve Davis from the Adelaide Show podcast and I'm sitting with John Murch on the balcony of the Gov looking over Port Road and the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. John, welcome to your own podcast. Thank you, Steve. Good to be with you, as it would be to be on the Adelaide Show podcast as well. You've been the ghost puller of strings behind the scenes for us, helping us line up chats and what have you. Appreciate it. Just as I think there's a number of people who've appreciated work you've done on Sunday evenings, on the airwaves for many years, introducing them to all sorts of artists, artists who don't normally get a fair run in mass media. So with that prelude, take me out of my misery. What is your vision for the Radio Notes podcast? What are are you thinking is going to be coming through the RSS feeds come January 2019? What was always interesting was everyone would ask on a Monday morning, where's the podcast? So the live show element of it seem to have more prevalence in the pre-recorded the following day. So I thought a great way of getting those chats, both with musicians, local politicians, a variety of different people, was to rethink the radio show into a podcast, and that's where we'll be in January 2019. A chance for people to hear those conversations that they didn't tune into and to actually engage with a format that's similar to radio, but when they want it. I like the fact that you've used the word engage because it does suggest to me because I was one of those people who did say to you where is the podcast uh, that our little words have got through to you is that are we really responsible those of us who have done that can own this podcast but at the same time you're going to miss out on the music because of copyright reasons you're going to miss out on the magic of the pressing the buttons but what you do get and what you're asking for were the conversations so yes, you're responsible for that, for not taking the time on a Sunday night, but still <laughs> tuning in via the iTunes or whatever way you did through the magic of audio to listen to what essentially was the music cut out versions of yeah. the radio show. I think given that Radio Notes is the title, let's just make a couple of notes about where radio is at at the moment because I just don't have the time or the headspace to make time for live radio these days. It, it's awkward to fit anything in my life. And so I love the way that podcasts, like you fill a, a jar up with rocks and you fill it with water, water can get in all the cracks. Podcasts can do that. Do you think the days of expecting people to make an appointment to listen at a fixed time have many numbered days left? A couple of weeks ago, a guy called Alexander Downer, he's the former foreign minister of Australia, was saying that he still makes an appointment with the 745 ABC News. And I would agree when it comes to news and information and that one-on-one experience, radio is still going to be key. That radio still plays an important part in that aspect Mm. in terms of the localization and the live aspect. But what I'm doing with this podcast is providing that other that they're not necessarily even providing when they do have the time. You'll hear an interview that's done on five different stations with exactly the same person. There's more talent than that. If you've got a medium, use it, explore it, 
As a little side note, Alexander Downer was a guest every fortnight on my radio show on 5MU years ago when he was the member for Mayo. So, worlds collide. What's the genesis of the name Radio Notes? Why did you land upon that as the name for your radio show and now your podcast? was the moniker before the radio show and it was on the basis that the way that I've always consumed radio is what you notice, what you can actually take from it and actually make as part of your every day. And so I wanted my understanding of how information, music and other things were shared via the medium of radio to be a note-taking. Alas, radio, notes, bam, together. And uh, you've got a website. Um, what's the domain name that you've chosen for it? Radionotespodcast.com. Mm-hmm. So is a .com. We'll have everything there. It just it, it ties up, Steve, with the Instagram and the Facebook as well. So if people are still using Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram and Facebook, they can find it there as well. And radio itself, I saw some pictures earlier of you as a young tacker. When did radio first reach its gnarly fingers into your life? So I started radio in my mid-teens. For me, it was listening to radio broadcast to, to get away from everything else that was happening in the house, to have my own private space, my own friends in my bedroom, so to speak. So Maynard F. Sharp Crabs was on... Uh, Triple J at the time and then one day on a Saturday night on Triple M FM the old Triple M Jürgen the announcer was saying there was looking for people to pull out records for the request program so I applied and on Saturday night I would go in and pull records out that was that start but coming from an earlier listenership of radio to get away from everything else that was happening when you were fingering through the records in the library uh, how were they indexed? Were they, were they well indexed? I've worked in different radio stations. Indexing hasn't always been the strongest suit yep. of radio people. Firstly, it was primarily records. Yep. There was a small CD collection as CDs were just coming into effect at the time. It was very much like a library and it was very well maintained. And it was very much our responsibility to put those records back as well. No one matches the uh, the anger of a radio announcer scorned because they can't find the record in the record library. You've got to find them pretty quickly. When someone rang the phone number and they wanted the uh, particular Metallica tune, we had to find them pretty quickly. And what's your hand technique like in the record library? Are you pretty good at not leaving any marks or smudges on the important part of a, a vinyl? Pretty good with that. But the other thing that we used to do is before we'd start a show, yep. uh, the team of two or three of us would actually pull out certain records just a tiny bit so when people actually rang for that Led Zeppelin record we knew exactly where to grab it hmm. Purple Rain was always a great one by Prince because you could go for a toilet break <laughs> and uh, yes I used to play um, uh, Telegraph Road by Dire Straits I could get away with that 14 and a half minutes of pure toilet bliss but do you know what we also used to do, Steve, when we were doing the graveyards? We can mention now because the building doesn't exist, is leave the door ajar, go down to the pie cart who are listening to the show and knew what you wanted because you said it on air, and then you'd pick your order up and then walk straight back to the ah! station in that nine minutes of purple rain. That's fantastic. Um, I did hear one another story from radio of a, a guy, Alex, someone, I forget his last name, who got locked out and had to actually climb through the ducts in the ceiling to get out of the toilet and back into the studio. It there happens. was a bit of dead air that night. Vinyl itself, just while we're talking about records, is having a renaissance. There are people who are playing it now at home who haven't got the, the grounding in vinyl care 
from your radio days, how do you keep them sharp and clean and scratchless? I think the important thing is that you do wipe them as you put them on, you wipe them when you take them off. Mm -hmm. You give it a cloth round on the way in and on the way out. Whilst doing a graveyard on air, the carts, and you'll remember the old carts of the cart machines, six of them decide to fall off the top of the cart machine and land right on the record that was playing whilst on air. And I still remember this day that I was so quick on the panel that I actually fired the other record player off in time to actually save it to just be a... Wow. Well done. And no dead air. Good reflexes. Mm. See, in the world of podcasts, that would have just been edited out. Yes. And no one would have ever known your genius. The last thing on vinyl that I used to do, I was a DJ back in the day, we used to have a thing called Permastat, a spray, which you'd spray over the records and then wipe that. And that just kept everything unattracted to the actual vinyl. Tips for youngsters coming through. Don't use soap. Don't use soap. No. Yeah, that was a thing too, wasn't it? Warm, soapy water. Yeah. And a lovely film that it leaves over the top of the records. Don't do it. Okay. To Radio Notes podcast proper, let's stay on track, which is still a record term. What is the format that you've got in mind for this podcast when it launches in January? There'll be a chance for those in radio to take the show. So if you're a radio broadcaster or a radio station, it's me, myself, and I. So in terms of the content, it's my content. I'm producing it. I'm putting it forward. You know how people often take stories off the web and they just talk about it? Yep. Well, let's just share that in a different kind of way. Let's just give a brief, here are six stories. Might be good for radio. You can follow them up. You can do the research. They're there. Right. So if I'm a fledgling radio announcer, or yep. even a established one who's time poor... And you're looking for something you talk about on air that week, maybe an Eskimo who's discovered stakes, mm-hmm. then there'll be a 30 second kind of thing and a link on the radionotespodcast.com website that you can actually refer to. So that will be somewhere near the top. There'll be a 20 to 40 minute feature interview. There'll be a conversation that'll be happening at that point. And with the blessing of the ARIA charts, a really kick-ass kind of way of looking at the ARIA charts. Have a conversation about where Australian music is actually sitting in the charts. So it's like a top five of the records and singles that have been going that week. But then diving a little bit deeper to find out why is Cold Chisel still in at number 38? Wow. Tell me little example you just, the hypothetical you came up with there. I haven't looked at an ARIA chart for years. Is it clogged and stagnant in parts can it be pre-ordered and all those kind of things certainly can do international artists dominate yes Hmm. and then the question that you'll be asking me is well that's all good and well john to feature that but what about some of the releases that i have no idea about well radio notes the podcast will have a few of those as well so whilst i can't necessarily play you the music of those particular artists we can have a conversation about a band you've never heard of that aren't on the charts that you can go and listen to for which back to your point that you've started with radio won't ever touch hmm how are you going to bridge that gap if i'm listening to the radio notes podcast and you're talking about a new band the fall and autumn leaves of spring for example uh they're a local band out of bendigo they sound really good what do I do? How do I quench my thirst for what you've just created in me? Why the interactivity of that website that we mentioned, those show notes are going to be key for you to have a look at if you're interested in. That's where your links are. But more importantly, you've got pen, you've got paper. Yep. We've got to that stage, Steve, where a lot of people want things just fed to them. Mm. Well, let's get back to that time of where you can actually engage and actually decide what you want to know more about. 
brings us to the audience that is the audience for the Radio Notes podcast. And the podcast audience pool itself is made up of people who are taking matters into their own hands and not necessarily needing to be spoon-fed because it takes effort to find a podcast, get it on a device that you like, remember to play it and, and get your head around that. So I find if someone's a podcast listener, they're an engaged person. The, the podcasts they've chosen to listen to are ones they care deeply about. You're asking us, your audience, to take matters even further into their hands. Your chat, your weekly show can feed us with ideas. We can then take a few moments, go to our favorite streaming site even, yep. load up a bit of a playlist based on what you've been talking about. And then when we're not listening to podcasts, we can be streaming a collection that you've kicked into our world. And with the interviews, not just with musicians, with other people in life. So the one-line tag that a lot of people will see is musicians talking about life and those in life talking about music. We'll get to find out about the very question you were touching on before, about people and where music in this case started in their life. For example, Isabel Redman, politician. Her favourite tune is the Funeral March by Chopin. Just to ask in a quiz... Tony Abbott, former Prime Minister of Australia, his favourite tune. What um, would you think it is? The Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines? Or is it more contemporary than that? Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds. Really? Wow, there is live imitating art, or vice versa. So music says a lot about people outside of the music world as well, which gives the listener, which is what you're referring to there, yeah. a chance to find out a bit more even within the listening scape, within the hour or less that they're joining the podcast. So who is the listener? Have you got a picture in your mind of who the listener is yet? Well, the thing is, if you ask me for radio, I know exactly who they were. Who were they? They were someone really, really dear in my final years of live radio. And when I did breakfast radio, they were female, they were 20, they were at their fridge, and they have one kid who wasn't in the kitchen at the time. Okay. Who is your podcast listener? Don't know yet. And the reason why I don't know is because it's such a new medium for me. When the first couple of episodes are put together and produced, there's going to be a picture of who that will apply to. And so what I'm saying for someone who's tuning into this introduction now is, if you're not already intrigued by what we're saying, and hey, maybe you're not, that's fine, listen to those first couple of episodes and see if it is you, because it well may well be you. Hmm. Mm. There are going to be people who don't work in the media who will listen uh, because of their general interest and the topics you're kicking up. Which is good. Yep. But the people in... in, Let's say I am an uh, an announcer somewhere. Starting out, I'm in the country, and I get the Eskimo story that I hear you talk about. Am I allowed to just to... Do you want me to credit you when I use it? Do you want to say, here's a story I heard on the Radio Notes podcast about an Eskimo, blah, blah, blah? Well, I wasn't the first one to report it, so no. Right. Okay. So you're a great hack for people to use in their starting out and looking for content. You remember the old radio journal, don't you? I do. Yeah. Just so it's not too inside baseball. We used to get this stapled together publication of about, I remember about 10 or 12 sheets of paper, double-sided typed. And they had... Yellow cover. Yellow cover. So you um, could find it. They had a few jokes, one-liners, anecdotes, stories, weird news stories. It came out weekly, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, And then as a jock... You could, oh, I'll use that. So I remember, I used stories from it. And in the back section was jobs. 
That's right. And you just hoped your role wasn't being advertised in the back. It's not a version of Jock Journal, but what okay. I'm saying in answer to your question about a broadcaster using whatever they hear, go for it. Tune in again. And even better still, if you really like one of the chats that are happening and you want to broadcast it, you just flick me an email and let's share. Hmm. So, who's bankrolling this venture? I'm bankrolling it myself. So the harder I work, the more you get. Okay. I do a podcast. I've worked yep. it out. It's about 15 hours a week you put into it. And there's no sponsorship. Yeah, no sponsorship. Why are you doing it? Why? Why are you taking this time out of your life? What's in it for John Merch? I'm not a selfish person, so zero. So I've always been, Steve, about giving and doing. If I'm not giving or making someone else's life better, then I actually have no purpose. So the selfish element is in the giving, not in the actual receiving of what I actually do. It's so much easier. You just give, that's the reward. The reward is the way that feeds you intrinsically. The act of giving feeds you. Getting the artist, for example, to sit with you, how do you bait the hook to get their interest given that you're not representing a brand uh, that's a major media brand etc well, there must be some art behind the uh, the veil to not hoodwink but no. to to convince people to give up time for a, a venture like so this. you're talking about giving an artist the medium yeah. to share the faith they have in their own work yeah i am isn't that pretty big yeah you have reframed what i just said but I want you to break it down a bit more for me because there's got to be... I want a little sense of the cut and thrust behind the scenes, the wheeling yeah. and dealing, because some of these artists you're going to talk to don't have PR, they don't have walls between you and the world, between them and the world. Others do. You're going to have some slam doors as well. What are your strategies? Take us through that side of things. How will you keep lining up people yeah. to be on your show? So episode one hasn't dropped as of yet, mm -hmm. and I already have an A4 piece of paper with a whole list of people who have rejected. Of people who... have said no. Okay. But then when you hear the people that do come on, which are the ones you're interested in, the ones that you're asking, it's their decision. What would be a fantastic thing each week is to read out the list of A4 rejections. It's tempting. It it's, tem <laughs> it's very tempting, but it's very bitchy and it's not how oh, I Oh, you do it fun. Who's not appearing <laughs> on this week's episode? Due to this record company who are being paid money to promote their music. Yes. Okay. So th what is the dynamic of those who say yes? It's about the understanding that they have something worthy to say. I'm happy to give them the platform to do that. You've spoken to lots of people. Let's just focus on the music industry for the time being. Yeah, sure. Of the ones you've spoken to, can you get a sense reasonably quickly of those who are doing it, if I do A plus B, I'm going to make C with a dollar sign in front of it, yeah. versus those who, this is inside of me, I just need to let it out somehow. Absolutely. The dollar sign one is the daughter of a very big name Australian band mm -hmm. who believed, I guess, seeing how their father got their money through the Australian music scene, that that's the way they should be dealt with and that by having a chat with me would actually increase their profile and oh. it was about profile and then getting the money. Then 
the other side of it are the people that want to talk about their music and are passionate about that. I can tell you that the one who chatted with me back in 1996 about their music and how passionate they are about it are still in the music industry, as they call it, but are making music that they want to, and the other person you've never heard of. Never heard of. Unless you heard my interview, you have most likely never heard of that person. You've heard their dad, and their dad is still number 28 in the charts or whatever, but you haven't heard about them. Hmm. A band that is on the other side of the ledger following a passion. Can you name one? A story of someone who was amazed that there was someone interested in their muse and to get that message out. Give us an anecdote of someone I'm a bit bit reluctant to do it because I'm tearing up thinking about it because I went to Melbourne to take a week off and to do some interviews for the podcast. One of those chats is with a lovely lady who's passionate about music, who's a music teacher. Her name's Maxon. And she said exactly what you're saying and it made me cry. Wow. And you will hear that chat and yes, you'll hear me cry on mic. What is one thing she said in that that is particularly moving for you? Well, it goes back to radio, which is relevant at this stage as I cross over, is I'm the first person in Australia who played her music. Oh, wow. What I find interesting about this is you have just made human the whole process of an artist and their music being played and the human care factor that they have which you don't get if you look at the music industry from afar it's all they've banged out some tunes they're now a commodity and it gets tossed around and played and so on and so forth they don't I'm sensing she had a sense of gratitude for your interest well that's why I got upset and cried yeah because I I don't do it for that reason no yeah and there's many of those chats that you'll hear, not me crying, but of artists who, who deserve to be heard. Because it's not necessarily about the genre of music, it's about that passion and why they're doing the music that they're doing. I like how you mentioned artists who deserve to be heard, yeah. because there's an artist who many people would like to see, but who haven't, and that's Sia. You've seen Sia because you know Sia I went to Sia's last gig in Adelaide back in the 1990s gig at the Cargo Club wow there was another name I wanted to throw on the table because I've got a funny feeling there's a bit of a link with Sia that's Colin Hay telling me an anecdote earlier not the real uncle but like an uncle figure to Sia and Sia was overseas in, in America and places like that with Colin while Colin was winning the big award so Colin's always looked out for her There's other people, and this is what you'll find, is in a real music industry, the kind that you see here at the Governor High Marsh, there's people mentoring people through the stages and helping them through. So the great thing I liked about Colin Hay is that he actually respects Sierra and and everything that she's trying to do and and help her out when she needs it. I'm glad you mentioned the Governor High Marsh because people are building their hearts out, some being paid, some not being paid, they're just pursuing that passion. And in a lot of the business literature I read, the good stuff, it says if you focus on solving a problem for people or helping them deal with something, the money follows. If you set up a business just to make money, yeah. it can be very superficial and here and gone quickly. How much can we learn from life about the people you interview about their music? Through these conversations, if you just take that step back and and not think about money think about the stories and about where they're going through because 
more and more, money is becoming less and less of a visceral thing. It's not something you can hold on to. Money is not a feeling. So if you were to look at a page of poetry and read that, and then read the back of a $100 bill, mm-hmm. the latter is the one that's going to give you more feeling. I think there's lots of us to ponder on, on that particular point. And this is why I'm going to be quiet during the podcast and let the guests talk. <laughs> um, you talked about at the beginning, you'll be interviewing people in the music world and, and art about life, but also people from life and inverted commas about their preferences in music and art. What's your process for choosing someone to talk to who isn't I mean it's obvious to think of an artist because you will see their art and yeah. or experience it and be interested but what, what makes you tap someone on the shoulder and say I'd love to sit and talk with you on the Radio Notes podcast well then I can add them to my A4 piece of paper <laughs> um, on the opposite side of the page um, but in all seriousness it's exactly the same reason why I asked Tony Abbott the question, not the most liked of politicians in the world for whatever reason, and that's got to do with politics. It's to find out about the human behind it. And at that point, a lot of people are tuning out going, oh, I don't want to know that. But there's other people you will want to know about. So in terms of the picking, we'll just see what comes up. I've known you for a long time, and I have been a, personally a beneficiary of your generosity over many years, and I thank you for that. You are a walking teledex, it seems. Uh, if ever you get to sit with John Merch at any time, maybe he's tapped you on the shoulder, take up the opportunity, and then just drop some names his way and watch his eyes light up because he's either chatted to them, knows someone who has, knows how to get to them, whatever. How, how have you become so well networked? I think it's breakfast radio. I've had some wonderful producers over the time who have got me some very talented people onto a breakfast show. When I did Monday breakfast, for example, that's Monday morning. What are you doing Monday morning? You're getting ready for the week. You're really just trying to get your head into the working week. Um, I'd have 15 plus interviews. That's at least 10 guests. There'd be regulars and stuff, but 10 guests every week. So you do that over 50 weeks. There's 500 people in the Teledex. Mm -hmm. It adds up pretty quickly. If someone's an artist, a, a musician listening to this, and they'd, they'd love to be on the other side of your A4 sheet that says yes, yep. how do you encourage people to reach out and... We've got all the contact details on the radionotespodcast.com website, radionotes at writeme.com, as in write to me. In fact, Steve, when was the last time you wrote a letter? Wow. Wrote a letter... Uh, I th- ooh, there was one I wrote about four years ago uh-huh. where I really needed to atone in a relationship and I felt it was the only way to show the sincerity of where I was coming from and so I was sitting in Darwin Airport and I got some blank pieces of paper and I reckon I wrote about three A4 sheets of paper of letter so uh, before that, it would have been teen years to girlfriends. So that tone of writing, yep. radio notes at writeme.com, is what I want in my email. Because I've got an old one for the radio show that has 17,000 unread emails. Okay. So you want to be. I want to be courted. able to. Yeah, well, I want a little <laughs> bit of flair in it so at least we can communicate to the listener of the podcast that you actually want to be part of what we're doing. So if you are going to 
contact as you're suggesting. Yep. Take a moment to, to think about why we can have a chat about something. Because as I said, musicians talking about life and those in life talking about music. If we just look at the music talking about life, what aspect of life you as a muso might want to talk about? You know, because I can find topics for you, but maybe you have an interest in heritage planes that I don't know about and we can start the conversation there. But in the corresponding, particularly, you know, this, you may have a different view, but this whole social media kind of, here I am. Yeah, so what? Why, why are we talking? Look, so you're pointing at these... Um the the narcissistic aspect of social media there aren't you and sort of giving it a bit of a jab is that right well as it can be yes so you're not going to use any social media for promoting the radio we're going to have a conversation on social media (laughs) i'm not going to tell you what i had for breakfast there is so much in this uh world of setting up a brand new podcast what are some final things you'd like to make sure people are aware of before we venture forth because here we are it's late november uh, it's 2018 people are deciding if they should subscribe or just listen to this little rant that we've had here yes i think it's worth subscribing because i'm going to be butting out and it's actually going to be the beautiful majesty of john merch by the way are you going to sell merch you've got to sell merch spelt with a u Final thoughts. What are some things that are close to your heart and mind that you'd love people to know about? I think the important thing, it's going to be independent and without sponsors. So you're not going to hear about Blue Apron. You're not going to hear about Squarespace. (laughs) And if you do want a Wix site, then that's your business. (laughs) I want to talk about two really important people before we do round out, if you don't mind. These two people are the most amazing humans and I got who I wanted. For the music and theme, which will debut on the first episode in January, so we'll save it to then, the music has music and themes have been produced and commissioned together with Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. Now, Martin Kennedy is in All India Radio, but he also works as a producer of music, particularly of a sci-fi kind of ilk, but he does some other stuff as well. What fascinates me is... He was in a band called Prey TV, which was one of the first indie rock bands I had on my bedroom wall as a teenager. Wow. So it's like that full circle thing. The other person I've got on board, I'm not going to name till a little later, but they've spent 2018 the theatre stage. Mm. I listened to over 100 voices, so voiceovers, and I got my number one pick. Wow. So over 25 years working in audio, I have found the voice I wanted. And they have said yes. So I will be the producer, the presenter, and I'll do the interviews and the chats, the content. Yep. But the glue, the voice that people will start to welcome into their lives with the podcast, uh, I'll announce a little later. And right, we're in for a treat. Episode one, I pretty much could announce now. Okay, so rustle that A4 sheet of paper, turn it over. Who will we hear on episode one, which will be January... 6th, Sunday, January the 6th, 2019. There'll be another episode, which I'll call The Tribute, which will be in between. And so if you subscribe, it'll be there in your feed. But Sunday the 6th of January, 2019. Musician, author have just released their second book 
Mm. Their first book was called Goodwood. Their second book is called Cedar Valley. They've released at least five albums. Their mother is an ABC Classic FM broadcaster. Who are they, Steve? Oh, boy, don't ask me. Holly Throsby. Huh. Holly Throsby. Recorded on March 5th of last year. Yep. The radio show finished that day and uh, the interview has never appeared. I'm going into the vaults on the first episode, which I'm... I don't know. Initially, I was nervous about because it's old material. But then I was like, this is a podcast that will have new and old. This is a podcast that will have an interview with C.F. Erler from 1996 in the first 10 or so. Wow. But back to Holly Throsby. It was recorded on March the 5th at the Adelaide Writers' Festival. Okay. Uh, Next to... Now, you'll know more about this than I will... There's a, a Vietnam statue near War Memorial Drive. Mm-hmm. So you've got the parade ground. Yep. And as you've got the festival theatre behind you on the left-hand side. Yes. Near War Memorial, there is a statue, and that's where we recorded the okay. interview. So recorded in the heart of Adelaide with Holly Throsby, the first chat. Had she put out her second book at that point? No. So this is on the cusp of that book, Goodwood, just been released. So if you want to warm your engines up before January the 6th, uh, maybe dig out some Holly Throsby and have a listen. Wet the appetite. Read the book. Is it a good summer read? Have you actually read her book yet? I've read Goodwood. Yep. I haven't read Cedar Valley yet. Would I like Goodwood? What I would like from the listener (laughs) and you, Steve, is your thoughts, because this is a podcast, mm. sent to that email ah. or via the social medias <laughs> for which we could share on the first podcast. And what's the email address again? Radio notes at writeme.com, which is W-R-I-T-E. John Merch, long may she sail this venture of yours, the Radio Notes podcast. Says he, Steve Davis of The Adelaide Show, who regularly has Keith Conlon on. (laughs) Actually, it was funny. I just was told at a gathering of fellow podcasters the week of this recording that they'd like to hear Keith and I do a radio show together. But it would have to be afternoons because neither of us want to get up early. And it'd have to be a winning radio station. But if he's playing drums, what are you playing? (laughs) I'm playing mischief. That'll be me. John Merch, thank you. I look forward to hearing what's going to come because if there's anything based on what you've done over the previous seven years, it'll be thoughtful, the selection will be eclectic, but there will be nuggets to take away to ponder in between episodes. So, Radio Notes podcast, it'll be out across Podbean, iTunes, Pocket Casts, and wherever good podcasts are found. And this is probably the last you'll hear of the voice of Steve Davis. We'll take you out. Why don't you say goodbye, John, so we get to hear your voice. Before I do say goodbye, a very special thanks to Steve Davis, who took the time from The Adelaide Show to have a chat on the balcony of the Gov. And let's head back a number of years ago to uh, a chat with the gent that we mentioned in our conversation. Sia Furler has said some wonderful things about you being a fatherly figure to her in the music industry. I've known her since she was 10 months old, I think. Or, uh, I'm a great friend of her, uh, both her mother and her father. And um, and so I've pretty much known her all her life. And there was a, a time where she came to stay in New York with me uh, when she was 11. And I think that was, that was a particular episode. Um, 
uh, that um, is very uh, large in her mind, you know, as far as being, you know, she was, you know, pre-teens and she, when she came to stay in New York City. For, mm. So I think that has something to do with it. But also, I mean, we just, I chat to her now and again, and uh, if ever she needs, um, you know, to... Uh, talk about anything to do with what she's doing. Some, sometimes she calls me, but but not but not that much. I, I think that pretty much she's she's doing fine on on her own. You know, she's number eight in the charts. Wow, she's doing really well with her single. In uh, what's the single? Taken for granted. Taken for granted. No, n- number eight in the British charts. Yep, she's uh, she's <laughs> destined. Colin Hay, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Colin Hay there from the archives having a chat with me. And as we mentioned, the first official episode of Radio Notes, the podcast, will be on Sunday the 6th of January 2019. There will be a episode dropping in December of 2018. And if you subscribe, as I hope you may do or have already done, then you'll hear that in your feed at that time. You can find out more at Radio Notes Podcast. Dot com.